crowdsourcing would be taking things that are happening from people. And I, I think it's important happening on social media, content that has been gathered on social media that is not from people within your organization is how I would define crowdsourcing. Mm. Taking content that other people have created yes. for you, yes. uh, whether they have the intention of creating it for you or not, it represents you, it benefits you, and you bring it in-house and you, and you repurpose it. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by Aaron Magnuson. And today we are talking about crowdsourcing social media. Uh, now, crowdsourcing is not a new term, and social media is obviously not new, but I have not heard about crowdsourcing social media. And so, Aaron, this is a concept that I threw out. I, I, I've had a conversation about this with some other church leaders, and I threw out to you, and we we have kind of a, a beginning conversation like no let's move this to the podcast and let's start talking about it so Aaron we we haven't really even fleshed out what is what does that mean but when you hear the term crowdsourcing social media do you get excited confused concerned what what are your thoughts I think uh, my, my initial thoughts on crowdsourcing is it's genius. And I do think we should spend a little bit of time defining what crowdsourcing is. And so when I enter this conversation, when I hear crowdsourcing and when I, how I would talk about this uh, would be crowdsourcing would be taking things that are happening from people. And I, I think it's important happening on social media, content that has been gathered on social media that is not from people within your organization is how I would define crowdsourcing. Mm. Um, I and actually, I would even broaden that net because in church versus business, actually, no, I take that back in anything. Uh, if it, if it's coming, if it's content that is coming from something outside of your business account, so that could be staff, uh, that could be uh, just somebody attending on a weekend and you take that content, where that content is given to you, you create a way uh, to, to collect that content and you repurpose it or even just repost it uh, as is. Uh, particularly, I think of this working really well in stories uh, because there's generally a little bit more strategy that's happening on your feed. Uh, but you take that content that has been sourced and created outside of your house, you take it in-house and you, and you put it up. Um, that is what I picture crowdsourcing to be taking content that other people have created yes. for you, uh, yes. whether they had the intention of creating it for you or not, it represents you, it benefits you and you bring it in house and you, and you repurpose it, uh, so that you did less work. That's yeah. what I am entering this conversation thinking. Is that what you are thinking about crowdsourcing? Kind of. L okay. let, me, let me go to the definition according to Wikipedia. Let's do it. Uh, the, the definition here is crowdsourcing is a sourcing model in which individuals or organizations obtain goods and services, including ideas and finances from a large, relatively open and often rapidly evolving group of internet users. It divides work between participants to achieve a cumulative result. And so <clears throat> when I use the term crowdsourcing social media, I'm talking about content that's created. And so how can your, your community collectively create the content that your organization is sharing uh, with the world? 
And, and so what has traditionally happened with social media is you have a social media manager or creative director or video producer or graphic designer that's creating social media content for your organization to post and your crowd to consume. Uh, crowdsourcing social media kind of takes those people that are generally consuming and allows them to then also be creators to be a part of the entire process. Um, now, now, I was a part of an app in the past, Aaron, uh, five years ago called Faith Social uh, that I was fired up about. I thought it was going to be game changing for the church. I still believe in the concept of it. And it was this, it was, it was an app that a church could get and they could get there. Uh, it was actually made for bands initially. It was called Point Burst. And uh, bands would have people like their fans sign up for it. And then they would give their fans content that they could easily share to their personal social networks. Because the reality is people like connecting to people more than organizations. And so I'm going to listen to you more than I'm going to listen to Coca-Cola because you're my friend. And if you post something about this band that I like, then I'm probably going to pay attention to it. And, and I think it goes the same thing for church. If you post something about your church, I'm going to listen to it more than if you post, if the church posts something about themselves or as an organization, uh, there, there's somewhat of a disconnect because there is a trust that you've built with your friend group uh, that's going to pay attention to you. So I believe in resourcing uh, people to share content, uh, but I also believe that people can resource you with content to share on your social network. So let me get practical with how I, I see this looking. I think the sermon, the pulpit drives the church is, is what has often been said in, in church language. Um, and your sermon is central to the content you create. Generally, it's central to the content you create for social media. And a lot of times what you do is you, you use Friday to tease the upcoming sermon. And then you, on Monday, post a clip from the sermon. And on Tuesday, you post a quote from the sermon. And on Wednesday, post another clip from the sermon or ask a question about the sermon. And, and, and you kind of use the sermon to guide a lot of your content. So my thought is on, on Sunday afternoon, when the sermon's now been recorded, you upload it to Dropbox, you upload it to Google Drive, and you have a team of creatives and maybe a Facebook group of creatives. And you say, hey guys, uh, here's the week, this week's sermon. We'd love for you guys to create any content out of this that you want. And then we'll pull from that and post it on our social networks or we'll put it out for anybody to post it on their personal social network. So have at it and then see what you have in the box on Monday. See what you have on the box on Tuesday. And then, so you crowdsource creative. And so you've actually are using volunteers then and empowering them and you don't have to use all their content. Um, or maybe it even gives you an idea, uh, but allow them to be a part of the creation process and not just the consumption of your social media content. So that's the strategy. That's the idea. Tell me, does that align to what you perceived or what are your thoughts? Yeah, it is. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I was thinking more organically, uh, but I do think it's a both and. Uh, both the church resourcing, it's almost like handing out coloring sheets, right? You almost hand them a scaled back version, uh, maybe raw or maybe intentionally hand them something um, that is not fully completely finished, but it's definitely going in a direction and it's, and yep. it's almost like, see what you can make of this. I have a couple thoughts on this on how this has played out in my life. Uh, yeah. uh, back, like we're talking uh, 10, 15, let's see, I'm 28, 20, I would even say 20 years ago, uh, they used to have, I remember, uh, oh, you'll appreciate this. When the Houston Texans were coming out, they weren't a okay. thing yet. Sports Illustrated 
for kids. It was either Sports Illustrated for kids, probably Sports Illustrated for kids. We'll say that because I would have been a kid at that point. Um, they had these build your own. What do you think the uniforms of the Houston Texans should look like? Uh, and they just had, you know, however many kids submitted yeah. these things, right? Yep. And who knows if they already had the idea or not. And I'm sure the winner was not the one that picked uh, what their uniforms were. But the idea of handing out a blank template with yep. some direction given, it's not complete freedom, but there's hmm. some direction given. Uh, this has been going on for a long time. Yes. Uh, and the idea of crowdsourcing is really smart because ultimately what you're asking is the most loyal people. You're, you're getting an actual robust flavor instead of what you as an organization perceive uh, is wanted. You're actually going to get feedback on what actually is wanted based on these creatives. Uh, and when you in, introduce one of those pieces, like you might get a new idea based on exactly what you find in the box on Monday. Now, uh, so I, so I, would, I want it to be a two-way street because I also think that not only should there be some like coloring page type resources that are put out, like do something with this. It's not done. Yes. Uh, the picture is drawn, but it's not colored. I want you to add color to it. Uh, so I, I like the idea of coloring pages, but I also like the idea of somebody was at a service. They did something on TikTok in the moment. They did something live. They, they did a video of themselves, which... Uh, a, a big player in this in, in sparking this conversation is transformation church in Tulsa, yep. um, which is almost how they claim to have gone viral is that there was a YouTuber that was so yep. impacted by the content. They made their own content regard playing off of the content that they consumed. Uh, and then all of a sudden this whole person's following wanted in on what's happening and why they're the person that they were following was so impacted. Now, Every Sunday or every weekend, there's people that are posting content on their own pages from church. What would be awesome is it because some, some stuff doesn't meet the quality standard, right? My Instagram yes. does not meet the quality standard of what my church should be posting, but yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to post that those videos and I'm going to post those pictures anyways, because it's impactful for the 200 people that are watching my Instagram story each, each day. Right. But there are some people that are way more creative than me. I know, I, I know them by name here at my church at one and all, yep. and they post stuff. Uh, well, most of them have been identified already and they are posting stuff for our church, but they would post stuff to their personal pages that our church should absolutely grab and use uh, in our own way. Uh, and so I think the street needs to be two ways. Not only are we handing content to be crowdsourced and to be like, yep. what can you create? But there's yep. stuff already being created that we need to take back in house and be like, look and celebrate this particular individual or whoever it is and yes. repost it. Uh, and so I think it needs, I guess I was coming into this conversation where it needs to be more of a two way street, but I definitely understand what crowdsourcing uh, as a concept is uh, as you read it. Yeah. And I, I think this is an idea that, that can work for small and big churches. I, 100%. Idea that, you know, my, my dad pastors a church of, you know, two or 300. And um, I bet they've got two or three people that, that are pretty creative at, you know, and, and I think too, if, if you, and it might, it, the smaller your church, the more challenging this is going to be. Sure. The larger your crowd, uh, the bigger the sourcing uh, will probably be. But if you basically say, Look, we're looking for three Facebook posts, two Instagram posts, three Instagram stories, uh, two TikTok videos, and uh, and and a YouTube thumbnail, uh, YouTube description. You know, like and copy, copy things too. Um, 
And so we need a, a YouTube description. We need a, you know, uh, quotes pulled out of the sermon. And uh, so, so here are some of the assets that we're needing pulled out. Uh, can, can you guys go and, uh, and develop this and see, find your best. And then we'll, we'll pull out the best out of that. Uh, maybe even have a, a team vote. Um, but I think, I think really empowering your congregation to crowdsource your content. I think you'll be shocked by how good that, that gets. And then they're going to grow together. That team of creatives, they're going to feel more ownership. Uh, and then I think you, so you crowdsource the creative and then you resource your congregation like you and I, that I'm not a creative. Uh, you don't want me designing or video editing uh, your, your content. Um, but I, but I do have a, a following, you know, and I love to yes. post about Hillsong and, and I think about at, at Hillsong, how bad my videos often are uh if i had something i could just pull and download um if hillsong gave me the assets to then upload to my personal uh, account how, how much more effective that could be yes and so i think for churches to be uh intentional in empowering their congregation to crowdsource their creative and then empowering them by resourcing them uh with creative assets to then post yep. on their social media platforms i think both would be incredibly effective ways to uh, use, as I use the term crowdsourcing social media, um, and, then, and then see what happens. Totally. I, see, I, think, I, I think youth groups too. I think youth groups might be a great way to start even with the exactly. youth group content. But I think teenagers in your church would be great assets as a part of that crowdsource for your church as a whole. Yes. Um, but, I, but I think it's a both end. I think it can be teenagers and 50, 60 year olds uh, that can be, have a hand in that creative development. Totally. I think about how, uh, well, you know, who does this really well, actually, the, the whole crowdsourcing model, Snapchat. Uh, okay. And I'm not, uh, I'm not actively using Snapchat, but what I always enjoyed is that they would take snaps from uh, particularly sporting events, particularly football, and you would get a an understanding of what happened in the game based on all of these snaps from people in the crowd mm. uh, doing their own interpretation of the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and then you actually what you start to see from that is commercials. Yep. Like the NFL has so many commercials where their 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 videography in the commercials is from stuff that was shot from fans in the stands, uh, because we all want to relate to the guy in the stands or the girl in the stands where we've sat before, where we can relate to. Uh, and it looks like something we shot on our phone. And so I just think about like you talked about the, the power of that. Um, and granted it's not all usable, but uh, when you're getting people to think this way and encouraging them and empowering them to do this, uh, their followings experience it. And then uh, you might start getting in the rhythm of getting really awesome content that there's no way you as an organization would have captured because you're not sitting where that person's sitting and you don't have the lens on your own product the way that person does. And so it really creates buy-in on both ends. You have this amazing Absolutely. relationship with uh, the, uh, gosh, in a church world, this isn't, this isn't the correct term, but you have an amazing relationship with your customers. Yep. Um, and uh, do you have a better word for it? Congregation. Congregation. Sure. Yep. You have, you have a, a much, uh, your congregation's more bought in and you're more bought into your congregation because you've empowered them in a way yes. uh, that we all believe that you should. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, uh, idea. Um, and I would love to hear any churches that have done it um, or, or try it um, because yes. I, I really do think that as you, as we look at the trends of the internet and 
and what's happening, uh, that, that there's a significant opportunity. And, and even as social media is maturing, um, I, I think there's, there's a big opportunity here. So I, I wanted to just throw out that idea to our social media church community, uh, see what you guys might do with it, what you think about it. Um, and so let's keep the conversation going. Let's actually move this conversation to Twitter if we can and use the hashtag SMC podcast uh, and, and share your thoughts on crowdsourcing social media. Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea? Um, and maybe are there some churches out there that are doing it and you see some things working? Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to further this conversation and uh, develop out this idea. Uh, I wanted to thank you. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we want to ask if you would share this podcast with a friend or rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, wherever it is you're listening. We hope you'll leave a rating and a review. Uh, and go to socialmedia.church uh, to get the show notes and uh, connect with us there on the website. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.